Well, praise the Lord and welcome to our Romans Bible study here on this fine Monday morning, January the 27th. This is Romans chapter 8, part 31. I encourage you to go back, all the way back, to Romans 1, verse 1, which was some time ago. Uh, I, I Pretty soon I'll look back and see actually when we started this Romans teaching. It was some time ago, but I promise you with your Bible, a prayerful and a receptive heart to God's Word, pencil and paper, God will bless your heart. Uh, he will tremendously bless you and teach you great things concerning Him and you in the truth. That's where he teaches us. That's where he leads us. The Holy Spirit will guide us into all truth. In today's teaching, I'm excited about it. it again, it's part 31 of Romans chapter 8, and we are actually in uh, going to begin with verse 28 and try to roll through two or three verses this morning. We are just so blessed to, to know Jesus, to have Jesus, to know that he loves us and gave himself for us, to, to make us his people, uh, just to... To make us his forever, to give us back that which was stolen uh, from us, that which we actually gave away. There's a little bit of both there. The devil came to steal, and we, we just opened the window and said, Come on in when we disobeyed our God. And but Jesus came and reconciled all whosoever will believe upon him and his work at Calvary. And we cannot just go back into what we had before. Eventually, it will be better than Adam ever thought of having. Uh, and I'm just thankful for that. Uh, I'm thankful for all that he's done for me, all that he's done for you, and, and the way that he is teaching us today the truth so that we can experience more and more of this great liberty and freedom that we have in Him. Uh, today, uh, I want to remind you that we have a YouTube channel. Uh, I, I hope right now uh, that we're streaming live on the YouTube channel, so if you are used to following us live on the Pastor Curtis Facebook page, which that's taking place right now as well, you can go to either one now, hopefully, uh, during all the worship services, the Romans teaching, the First Timothy teaching on Friday morning, and watch live in either one of those places now, the Curtis Hutchinson 316 YouTube channel, and of course, this Pastor Curtis Facebook page. But everything we do is uploaded later to that YouTube channel and the website, thecrosswaychurch.com. Uh, we have a church app. makes it so easy right on your cell phone. You can just uh, open the app, Crossway Church app. It's red. You'll find it. It's easy to find, and it's easy to maneuver in. And just we, we've got the, the, this teaching. We've got the, the, the services and a couple of other things right there on that church app. As well, there is a Spreaker, S-P-R-E-A-K-E-R app that you can get on your smartphone, and I have a channel there for those who have ears to hear. Or you can just type in my name, Curtis Hutchinson, and uh, and there uh, you can listen to the audio messages of some 300, uh, close to 300 messages there for you to hear. So this morning we are in Romans chapter 8, and we are going to begin in verse 28 that says, And we know that all things work together for good 
to them, there is there is them. When you see in the Bible, them or we, it is a specific group of people. And it doesn't mean just you inside your little clique, inside your little building. The Bible's talking about here when it says them and when the Apostle Paul writes about we, he's talking about born again, children of God. Not just folk who are out there believing anything. Most people are not going to heaven. I need to say that. A lady yesterday gave me a, a brochure of the Jehovah's Witness and what they believe. Listen, you, man, they teach that Jesus was a created spirit son of God. Uh, well, uh, I want to tell you, remind you this morning that everything God created but two-thirds of the angel fell into sin. And so Jesus is not a created spirit son. He is God the Son. Think about that. All of creation fell except really two-thirds of the angel. A third of the angels followed, followed, uh, fell and followed Lucifer. But, uh, but I believe that's right. But Jesus is not a created spirit son. He is God the Son. He is God himself. Hallelujah. It took God to become a man for us to be able to be free, delivered from our sin. But it says, we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose. And if you'll remember, we've been talking about in the last couple of verses, the will of God, the purpose of the Spirit, which is what the mind of the Spirit means, the purpose of the Spirit, the will of God, His purpose. We're called according to His purpose. He, he didn't become our God so He could carry out our purpose. He, he became our God. We became His people to carry out God's purpose, God's will. We're His creation. He's not our creation. Now, I'm, I'm going to be honest this morning. Most as I just relayed to you, the Jehovah's Witness, the Mormons, they've used the Bible. Yes, they have to use Scripture because the devil, he's dumb, but he ain't that dumb. He knows the Bible has to be used because it is the living Word of God. He takes it, he corrupts it. And, and then we as men, we, take and we use bits and pieces of God's Word as the Jehovah's Witness and Mormons and, and, and all the other, most of the other cults do as well who are not going to heaven, by the way. They take bits and pieces of God's Word and they create their own God. You see, the Jehovah's Witness God, uh, their God created a son. Our God is the Son. The Son of God is God. And, 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 and the Jehovah's Witness God they've created, using the Bible to create their own God, is only going to save 144,000 people. Yet there's already 3 million of them. Boy, that's a scary thought, isn't it? <coughs> that the religion you're in Y'all, all of y'all ain't even going. Ain't, let me tell you something, ain't none of them going. Because we don't use God's word to create for ourselves a God. God is creator, not us. 
There's even false things today among Christians that get so far into deception because they move so far away from faith in the cross alone, and you will move into great, greater, and the greatest deception into thinking that 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 you can tell God what to do, that you can become the one who calls God to work according to your commands, and there's so much faults out there. But we are his creation. He's not our creation, and we're here to perform his will. He's not called, we, we don't, listen, when we don't call upon God to carry out our will. When we go to the throne of grace to get help, Grace is what God does, and God only carries out his will. So when we go to the throne of grace, we go really for the answer, I need your will. Chapter 8 teaches this. When we don't know what to pray, remember we read it a few verses back, we have the Holy Spirit making intercession in us with groaning, with words that cannot be uttered because of our groaning. What's our groaning about? Because we know we have a, a, a body, a new body that's coming, but until then, we've got to make it through this, what we're traveling through this journey of life now as we know it. And we don't always know what to pray, but we know we have the Holy Spirit, by the way, who is God, and living within us, and he's making intercession for us. And we know, no matter what else we don't know, we know. I, when folks say, well, I just don't know, then they need to awaken back to the place where true faith is because you will always in this life have a place of not knowing. Know that. You will always have a place of not knowing. There are things you will never know. There will, there will always be in our groaning, in our travailing in pain on this side of glory, which is without end until the other side of glory, till we're with the Lord. There will always be groaning and travail in pain. There will always be God the Holy Spirit in us, making intercession for us so that we will find through prayer and faith in the sacrifice of Christ the mind of the Lord, the purpose of God, the will of God. We know, we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose. In God's eyes, the only thing that's good is that which is according to his purpose. And the only way those things can be carried out in this life by human beings that are according to his purpose, his will, is by those that love him. Jesus taught it well. If you love me, you will obey my commands. Obedience is how God is pleased in our lives. And I know through faith in the cross, immediately we became obedient to God. But that does not erase God looking for an expectation of us, his people, to carry out the will of God through obedience to his word as our faith resides in Calvary and we're led by the Holy Spirit. Never forget that, my cross-believing friends. We became obedient the moment we believed, and if that's where our faith remains, that obedience, just like that grace and the portion of that faith, pours into our lives, 
And we live today by that faith of the Son of God who loved us and gave himself for us, Galatians 2.20. We taste of that grace Jesus tasted of by death, Hebrews 2.9. Today, all of those things that Jesus did for us at Calvary flow into our lives as our faith remains in him and what he did at Calvary. Even the obedience, we became obedient. We became righteous the moment we believed. But now that obedience God expects to function in our lives daily. Not just to sit on the couch and say my faith is in the cross of Christ so I'm obedient no matter what. That's a dangerous thing and that's really a lack of understanding of what really happened there. And what really happened to you and me there. So God is looking for Good works, Ephesians 2.10 calls it, that we've been ordained to walk in. They're all in Christ. That means faith in what he did at Calvary. So watch this. We know that all things work together for good to them that love God. Now, we all struggle in this area because we live in a flesh body, and we still live in this flesh. And before we knew the way of victory through faith in the cross alone, before we knew this way of, of victory, through faith in the cross alone, and we were trying the things this book told us and that book told us, and this is, this is what gave the enemy all this free reign, all these hundreds of years in the church, the enemy has deceived us. You see, the Bible says that Satan transforms himself as an angel of light. His ministers are transformed of themselves as ministers of righteousness. Any self-transformation is of the devil and our flesh helping. Oh, I need to say that again. Please go listen to yesterday's message. I ministered, uh, I started yesterday preaching a message entitled The Legality of the Cross. And this very thing came out. When all these years, we've tried to self-transform ourselves. We've tried to self-transform. If, if it's not faith in the cross, the Holy Spirit is not working in my life to conform me into the very image of Christ, which is, in this life, for you and me as Christians, to be being made conformable, Philippians 3.10, unto his death. Come on, somebody. Now, see, we don't like that. Well, I'm already, I'm past that now. I'm, I'm, I'm looking, I, I've got resurrection power. Boy, yes, you do. Yes, you do. Hallelujah. As long as your faith is in that which Christ did at Calvary, you will experience that. But if not, you can start making stuff up and step into a big boatload of dumb thinking that we can transform ourselves. That's the work of Satan. He transforms himself. His ministers transform themselves. And anybody in the church that's trying to get any grace from God through anything other than faith in the cross is in a self-transforming, self-trusting, I can do this, I'll transform myself. That's what we did as preachers for years. If you'll do these three things, then God will. No, God did the one thing that will save, conform, transform you into the very image of Christ, making you conform conformable unto his death, and that is your faith in Jesus Christ and him crucified. Outside of that, I'm trusting in something I'm doing. I'm so deceptively, deceitfully, and wicked to God. 
Oh, God still loves us. God's merciful. God's gracious. But as long as I'm trusting in some celebrate recovery, I'm trusting in some walk of a man, anything other, it's so subtle. I can think God's going to move on my behalf and, and deliver me from certain things I'm struggling with because I'm nice to people. Because I, I'm anything other than Christ and his work at Calvary I'm trusting in, I'm thinking I'm going to transform myself. There's a bad, bad thing, spirit behind that. That's, that's the very ministry of Satan, self-transformation. I know somebody needed that today. The Bible says, let me read this verse 28, and then we'll flow into verse 29. And we know, we know, that all things work together for good to them, them, that love God. To them who are the called according to his purpose. That ain't everybody, my friend. That's people who've been saved through the blood of Jesus. Them alone. That means them that have been saved through the blood of Jesus, the Jesus who is the Son of God, the only begotten Son of God. He is not a brother to Lucifer. He, he, he's only a brother to those who have placed faith in him and his death at Calvary as God the Son and, and the man, the Son of Man, who is also the Son of God, God. to them who are the called according to his purpose because who he did foreknow he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his son that he might be the firstborn among many brothers see people like Jehovah's Witness and I'm bringing this up because I read that brochure yesterday a lady gave me uh he is the firstborn, and they say that, but he is the firstborn from the dead, the death he died for our sins. He's not the firstborn created son of God. That's not in your Bible. There is no scripture in your Bible that says that. That's man's opinion coming in, man's thoughts coming in. Hallelujah. There, Jesus in the Bible proclaims himself to be God in more than one occasion. That's why the Jews hated him because when he said he is the son of God, they knew if he's God's son, that means he's God. Come on now. See, you got to be careful with folk you're listening to because these Jehovah's Witness, these more they will they use scripture but they hold it in its unrighteous context, Romans 1.18, and all God can do is resist the ungodliness and unrighteousness that's in their lives. Unless we're holding God's word, God's word is truth in its righteous context, which is through faith in Christ, the righteous one, and his, the only righteous work God has ever accepted. It's the only avenue through which he accepts us, and it's the only avenue after we've been accepted by God that our faith remains in so that our works are by his Spirit and accepted by him. Watch this now. Because who he did foreknow, he also did predestinate, predestined, determined, predetermined. <laughs> 
See, he's been the determined one all along. Glory to God. Folk don't like us always talking about we're determined to know nothing else. But the only ones who don't like us saying that are the ones who refuse to be. They still think that there's all these other avenues uh, uh, out there that we could be trusting in. and all that. When we say we're determined to know nothing else other than Christ and Him crucified because it's the power and the wisdom of God, that's, that's not just the place the Lord brought Paul to. That's the place the Lord brought Paul to so that we could all see that that is the place we're to all come. And that means that we've determined to know nothing else for the fruit of righteousness, peace, and joy, any fruit of the Holy Spirit outside of faith in the cross. You've got to come to a determined... God's been predetermined all along. Predetermined. Predestinate means to predetermine. For whom he did foreknow, had foreknowledge of, he also did predetermine. Destinate, pre he determined that they would be conformed to the image of his son, that his son Jesus might be the firstborn among many brethren, and that means the firstborn from the dead, not the firstborn of God as a spirit son. The Bible calls uh, Adam a son of God. The Bible calls angels sons of God. Bible calls Jesus the only begotten Son of God. The only Son of God who is God. There is no other gods. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, and we are not God. And there are people who claim that we are, but we are not. We're God's children. He didn't create us to be God. He created us to be humans, to reflect his glory, and we all fell short of it due to sin. But he, 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 he foreknew, foreknowledge, he would look out, and there's so much false teaching about predestination. God didn't predetermine, Curtis, you'll go to heaven, but they're not going. I'm, I'm not choosing them. No, the Bible says in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 4, that he chose us in Christ. He foreknew that we would be that we would choose to place faith in his Son, in the death of his Son, for our sins to be forgiven at the cross. He foreknew that. He foresaw that. He chose us in that place when he saw our choice. Come on now. Listen. It's not God's will that any should perish. And we're talking about the will of God, the purpose of God. The Bible says it's not God's will that any should perish, but that all should be saved. So that just the one verse right there refutes this false teaching uh, about God chose people to go to hell. He didn't choose people to go to hell. He gave his son so that all could believe. All could believe. The Bible says in Hebrews 2 and 9 that Jesus tasted death by the grace of God for all men. They'll twist that. They'll twist that. But at the root of their twisting is pride. God chose us, but he didn't choose them. Don't ask me any questions. I just know I'm chosen and they're not. Oh, no, no. God gave his son for all of humanity. God so loved the world, all the world. God, you remember when God begged 
practically begged Cain to do the right thing, and he still chose not to. That wasn't God making him choose to do the wrong thing. That was free moral agency. God gave men, God gave angels to choose. A third of the angels chose to follow Lucifer out of their first domain. Think of it. It's a choice today if you'll choose faith in Christ and be saved from your sins, or if you're a Christian, but you've been uh, deceptively and deceitfully because of our own flesh carried off under these false lies and, and, and sitting under the preaching of the Word of God in pretext instead of context. Oh, it's so scary. It's so scary today. I've been there. I know what I'm talking about. I've taught the Word. <laughs> <clears throat> the Word of God in pretext, out of its context. I've, I've, I've told uh, people in bondage, broken down, if you'll do these three things, God then is going to deliver you. And I've, I've, I've taught and preached self-transformation with the power of Satan behind that. Using God's Word, he's going to use God's Word. He used it on Jesus in a temptation out in the wilderness. Don't think the devil's not going to use God's Word to deceive God's people. Come on now. It's good this morning. Hallelujah. For whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate. He predetermined to conform them into the image of his son that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. And here we're, I mean, the, the people of God who are being conformed into the image of Christ, the ones who are learning that our conformation is to be conformed, to be to be being made conformable unto his death. That means taking up our cross daily, humbly and obediently keeping our faith in the cross of Christ because of our love for Christ. And at the root of that is because he loved us and gave himself for us. That's not only where we start, my friends. That's where we walk through this life. Let me say that again. The cross is not only where we begin, it's where we walk through this life. We have to deny ourselves daily of whatever is hindering us from walking in this place. Colossians 2, 6 tells us that. As we have received the Lord Jesus Christ, so, like so, walk ye in him. As you were immersed into him, as you received him, which means when you were immersed into him through your faith in him, in his death, walk ye in him, faith in that death. And then you're going to be made conformable into that death because there, through that death, God poured his magnificent and marvelous grace out upon Christ. He tasted death, Hebrews 2.9, by the grace of God. And that avenue is the only avenue of any of the grace that our God is the God of all grace. No grace of God comes from anywhere else except through that river of blood shed for us at Calvary. My faith in Jesus and his work at Calvary gets me the grace today to be the teacher, pastor, whatever, the husband, the dad, the whatever God's... I cannot get grace because I go do something. I get the grace of God because I am a child of God and my faith remains in the avenue through which it flows. It does not just automatically take place. The church in Galatia had to be told, you've removed yourself from him. You've fallen from grace. 
They were told that in Galatians chapter 5, verses 1 through 4. You've fallen from grace. Didn't mean they lost their salvation, but they fell from the place called grace. What is grace? Grace is simply put, God working, God doing in our lives what we cannot do, what we cannot earn, what we cannot pay for, and that we do not deserve. We deserved God to ignore us, to cast us away, to throw us into hell, but he loves us and gave his son for us so that he could give us grace daily, hallelujah, to stand in so we would never have to remove ourselves from him, the one who gives us daily grace through our faith in his work at Calvary, and we can be being made conformable unto his death. Amen. Only faith in the death of Jesus gets the grace of God. Everything else is self-transformation, and actually Galatians 2 and 21 is a frustration, and the word there means a denial, a rejection of God's grace. Do you think the Jehovah's Witness and Mormons, do you think for a second that they don't believe they're walking in the grace of God? That they've been saved by grace? As the Bible says, oh, they believe they have. But they've got Jesus wrong. Jesus is not a brother to Lucifer. Jesus is the God who is the Word of God who created Lucifer and created all things. Now think about that. If you get Jesus wrong, everything else you have is wrong. It doesn't matter what you can tell the Bible says that actually says. If you get Jesus wrong, everything else is wrong. That's why, that's why you can listen to men on television. They open their broadcast and they say, Jesus is Lord. But which Jesus is Lord to them? Which Jesus is Lord to them? It, to, to, the, to some that I hear saying that on television, they actually teach. Their Jesus didn't pay for everything on the cross. He had to die and go to hell and suffer. And he had to be born again because he became a sinner on the cross. That's not what my Bible teaches. That's not found in the Word of God. But they find that twisting God's Word is Mormons, Jehovah's Witness, Catholicism, everything that's got faith in anything other than just the blood of Jesus, just His humble act unto death. Humble, obedient act unto death is what God was looking for for the atonement of my sins. That's what I'm holding dear. That's what allows me to be saved and continue daily to be saved and continue daily to be conformed into the image of my Savior's death because that is where the grace of God comes. Not for me to be self-transformed and if I'll do these three things or if I'll get in that program, the program is okay if the program's pointing you to the cross. But sitting in a circle confessing, I'm a drunk and I'll always be a drunk, but I can overcome. Now, listen, if you're born again, you've been, you've been made free from sin. And I don't have time to get into all that. It's amazing how time gets away from us. Thanks for watching. Help us share these broadcasts on social media. Pray for us. Give to the ministry. 903, write it down. 903-231-5950. Or you can go to the website and donate to help us do what God's called us to do just to stay on this old path. Stay on this old path. 
We're putting six expositor study Bibles every week into the hands of inmates. And God is also, uh, we've, we've planted a new church in Wichita Falls, and that takes money every month as well. So help us do what God's called us to do. And we're not just, God didn't need another church here in our region to tell people how to be saved. There's a hundred churches here that know how to tell people how to be saved. God needed another church here to tell people how to live saved how to preach Christ and Him crucified. God, that's, the, that's what God's needing. There's, there's so many churches in America, and the only new churches that are needed in America are the ones that are going to teach God's people how to live for God. The church already knows the answer to be born again, or they're not born again. And they're not the church. God needs churches that are teaching people how to live for God in victory. And it's not through what we do, but faith in what he did in his son at Calvary. Glory to God. Until next time, stay determined to know absolutely nothing but Christ and him crucified. I'll see you later.